Welcome to this week's message from a new church. For more information, or if you'd like to contact us, please visit our website, newchurch.nz. Thanks for tuning in, and we hope you enjoy this message. Hey, thank you for that warm welcome. <clears throat> I thought since this beautiful woman came all the way with me, I'd let her say hello as well. And um, yeah, it's so good to be here. He let me come. You guys let me come. And uh, it's really, really good to be uh, in your house this morning and just to feel the Holy Spirit. He's just wanting to do so much in our hearts and lives every single day. But I just feel like when we come into corporate worship, oh gosh, the Lord is just multiplied in power. And I just love what he's saying into our hearts. So I pray that as this guy preaches, <laughs> the Lord <laughs> would just put something in your heart and shift something and do what he does so, so well. I'm a mum. I'm a mum of, of quite a few kids, and it's my favourite thing in the world. Then I'm also a mum to um, our New Life Church down in Manuko. Down, because you guys are up. Yeah, it's so beautiful here. Anyway, I love where I am, uh, and so, and I just want to um, just give props to Christy and Simon. They're really, really lovely people, and they gave up last night to hang out with us. She's a good mum, and I just want to encourage anyone. I was just thinking, just in case there's anyone who hasn't like come and just been brave enough to talk to them, they are really great spiritual parents. So I just commend them and encourage you in the Lord just to continue to be an awesome family here at Renew. Thanks for having us. Thanks, babe. Did we have that photo of all our kids at all? Yeah, that's our family. So that's Liana, Aria, Apps and Jordan, our Fiji boys with Apps' son, Azil. Yeah. Talia, there'll be a test later, Micah, me, and then Grace, Sam, Susie. This was for her 50th birthday a couple of um, months ago. And uh, Rose, who's married to Sam, Jenna, who's married to Apps, and Celine, our oldest daughter. So, yeah, that's our family, and um, that was lockdown, and that was a lot of fun. It was just one big party. So um, it's a little bit about us so you know who we are. Uh, as uh, your awesome pastors, Simon and Christy, it's really, it was really nice hanging out with them last night and getting to know them. You guys have got great pastors and great leaders, and you should uh, look after them and love them, um, or we might steal them. Okay, so anyway, uh, yeah, um, and it's a great, just a great sense of the presence of God here this morning as we were worshiping, and I love that. I love the presence of God. I love to worship the Lord. I love to be in His presence and just to hear what He's saying and to sense what He's doing. I know what it's like, you know, when you have somebody new up there preaching, you're like, who is this guy? What's he like? You know, check him out. Does he really believe the Bible? What's on his life? I know what's going through all your minds. I've been there. So um, I do love Jesus. We're going to preach from the Quran this morning. Uh, you know, just all, all, all take, a, take a chill pill, kick back and relax. We're going to see what the Holy Spirit wants to do today. So, uh, yeah, it's, um, it's exciting to see that uh, you guys are considering becoming part of New Life, and it's, it's cool to sort of, you know, have this relationship and do this dance and see if we like one another. So, um, yeah, now we're excited. I'm excited about what God is doing in your midst, and it's not because of just something He's doing here, because of something He wants to do in the Northern region, I believe. So, I, I, I sense God is in this. 
So I, I was praying and I was seeking the Lord and just saying, God, what do you want me to share this morning? And he brought this, this message to me that um, just been stirring in my heart lately from Ezekiel 37. And I call this message rattle. Rattle. Everyone say rattle. It's time to hear the sound of the rattle. Ezekiel 37 verses 1 to 14. Let's read it through together. It says this, The hand of the Lord was on me. And he brought me out by the Spirit of the Lord and set me in the middle of a valley. It was full of bones. He led me back and forth among them, and I saw a great many bones on the floor of the valley, bones that were very dry. And he said to me, Son of man, can these bones live? I said, Sovereign Lord, you alone know. Then he said to me, Prophesy to these bones and say to them, Dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. This is what the sovereign Lord says to these bones. I will make breath into you and you will come to life. I will attach tendons to you and make flesh come upon you and cover you with skin. And I will put breath in you and you will come to life. Then you will know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I was prophesying, there was a noise, a rattling sound. And the bones came together bone to bone. I looked and tendons and flesh appeared on them and skin covered them, but there was no breath in them. And then he said to me, prophesy to the breath, prophesy son of man and say to it, this is what the sovereign Lord says, come breath from the four winds and breathe into these slain that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me and breath entered them. They came to life and stood up on their feet, a vast army. And then he said to me, son of man, these bones are the people of Israel. And they say, our bones are dried up and our hope is gone. We are cut off. Therefore prophesy and say to them, this is what the sovereign Lord says. My people, I am going to open your graves and bring you up from them. I will bring you back to the land of Israel. Then you, my people, will know that I am the Lord. When I open up your graves and bring you up from them, I will put my spirit in you and you will live and I will settle you in your own land. Then you will know that I, the Lord, have spoken and I have done it, declares the Lord. Let's pray. Holy Spirit, we thank you for your presence here. We thank you that you are here to speak to us through your word today. Father, to breathe life into us, to bring connection to us. Holy Spirit, we say, have your way this morning. Have your way in our hearts and our lives. We welcome you into this place, Lord. I welcome you to speak through me. Lord, give me your tongue. And Lord, I pray, give us all ears to hear and hearts to receive that which you want to speak to us individually and corporately today. In Jesus' name, and everyone said amen. 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 You know, in the, in the worship here this morning, I, I felt two things. I felt this, these, these waves of the Spirit. I felt like just like waves on a beach. You know how the, the waves just come in, they just wash in. And then there was a calm, and then there was another wave. A constant set of waves that God is going to bring upon your church. A constant, just, just like there'll be, there'll be services or there'll be seasons where you'll be like, whoa, there's the power of the Holy Spirit here. And then it will feel like a calm. And then there'll be another wave will come. Another wave will come. And then it'll be a calm and people will be, what's, what's happening right now? But then there'll be another wave that will come. And so, yeah, I just, I just wanted to clear that over you. And I saw this other thing. I saw... It was like the Lord Jesus with his hand walking through the room, handing out flames of fire to people. Just 
these flames of fire, just like, here's your fire, here's your fire, here's your fire, here's your fire. And the Holy Spirit wanting to enlarge that fire, wanting to fan that flame into a larger kind of larger bush, if you like, a, a fire of the Lord upon people's lives. So I just, I felt that, didn't prepare to say that, but I just felt that in the worship. I saw this and I believe that today and even during the worship time, we were just talking about the Holy Spirit, that the Spirit of God is here and that he wants to, he wants to just stir our hearts this morning, he wants to get us on fire with his presence and his, his love and his passion. Amen. This is a season where God is wanting his church to arise. This is a season where God is calling his people to stand up. Often we, we look at the guy up the front here. We look at the worship team up here. But you know what? The, the spotlight has turned. If we could see in the spirit right now, the spotlight has shifted from the stage to the people. God is actually putting his attention and his focus on his church right now. He's not looking for a good band. He's looking for a good worship team. And news alert, you're the worship team. Not these guys up here. We are the worship team down there. We are the people. This is a season where, you know, we've had the restoration of the, the evangelist, the teacher, the prophet, the apostle. But all of that was for the equipping of the saints for the work of service. This is a time where God is calling his church to arise, the saints to arise. It's a time when he's bringing the anointing upon the people of God so that the people of God can stand up and declare the word of the Lord. In their workplace, in their family, in their school place, and wherever God has you, nine to five, Monday to Saturday, we come in here to get equipped, to get trained, to get inspired, to get a fresh filling of the Holy Spirit, but then we go out there. This is a time and a season where God is bringing a new focus upon his people and his church, amen? This is what I, I feel that God is doing. So here, here's a sort of passage the Lord has had me in here. And as I read through this passage, I, the Lord sort of began to speak to me about some things here, just some things I hadn't noticed before. You know, when I, when I first read this, this passage, and I, I think I've preached from this before, I always saw it like this. I saw Ezekiel up on a mountain, and he was there with God, and he was looking down in the valley, and down in the valley were all these dry bones. And God was talking to Ezekiel about the dry bones, and he says, prophesy to the bones. And that's how I pictured it in my mind for some reason. But it's funny when you actually read the, the Bible, you read the passage, you go, actually, that's not what's happening here. Anybody notice that? It says, God took me down and made me kind of walk amongst the bones. Walk amongst the dry bones. He led me back and forth amongst the bones. And God wanted Ezekiel to notice the bones. He wanted him to notice that they were very dry and that there was a great many of them. I think it's something the Lord wants us to do is to walk amongst the bones. Now, we, that sounds a little morbid, but you know, when we read the rest of the passage, we understand that this is not about literal bones. This is about a nation. It's about our communities. It's about our land. We can take this and apply this. I know it's about Israel, but we can apply this lesson to our nation in our time, in our day. Walk amongst the streets. Walk amongst the people. You see the hopelessness that is there right now. You see in our... In our nation, across the land, you see in the media, you see in the news, you see despair, trouble, just demonic oppression upon the people. 
as the people have turned their hearts away from God and, and the enemy, the, the door's been opened up for the enemy to sweep on our land and now we see a nation filled with trouble, with poverty, with debt, with, with, with disaster from the government to the, to, the, to the schoolyard, there's problems everywhere. In the hospitals, everywhere there is trouble, there is despair, there's a sense of great hopelessness amongst the people. And sometimes God wants you and I to go walk amongst the bones for a little while. The first step that God had Ezekiel to do was to walk back and forth. I want you to walk back and forth amongst the bones. We've got to, let's talk about the context of this. For the first 33 chapters of Ezekiel, Ezekiel has been prophesying the word of the Lord to the children of Israel and telling them, you have to turn from your evil, you have to turn your hearts to the Lord, or, or there's trouble coming. And we get to the end of kind of chapter 33, and a runner comes to Ezekiel because the people didn't listen. The people are like, you know, oh, well, you know, I don't know, is this guy a real prophet? Let's just do our own thing, keep worshiping our idols, keep pursuing money, keep pursuing all this stuff. You know, let's not put our hope in the Lord. Let's put our hope in all these other things around us. So the people didn't turn to the Lord. And so disaster came, and a runner comes running in at the end of chapter 33 and says, Ezekiel, everything you prophesied has happened. Jerusalem has fallen. The nation has gone into captivity. Despair, the, everything's been destroyed. Now, Ezekiel's not happy about that. He's brokenhearted about that. But he says, You're the, you are a prophet. Everything you said was going to happen has happened. And then God begins to change the prophetic words that begin to come out of Ezekiel. And Ezekiel begins to prophesy this coming a restoration. We have hit rock bottom. We have come to a place where it feels hopeless. It feels like the land is under despair. But you know what? He, God says to him, I want you to prophesy that I'm about to do the impossible. I'm about to turn the situation around. And so from then on, the, the, the book begins to turn as God begins to declare through Ezekiel, I'm going to do something new. I'm going to bring about a restoration. I'm going to bring about hope in this land. But before he can prophesy that, God wants him to walk amongst the bones for a little while. And to feel the hopelessness of that situation. There's something about kind of hitting rock bottom that really helps us turn around, I think. I remember uh, when my, my younger brother, I, I grew up in a big family. Uh, we have lots of kids, but I come from a big family. Seven boys and two girls. And um, one of my brothers, Mark, was 18 years old when he passed away. He died in a car crash. I was, uh, at that point, I was working in corporate stuff. I was earning a lot of money. I was having a, you know, pretty cruisy life. Loved Jesus, went to church, and just, I was doing a lot of things and enjoying my life. And something impacted me in his death. You know, I, I can only say that the day before that, I was worried about a whole lot of stuff I was working on in industry. The day after that, all I cared about was finding my sister and giving her a hug. I just, I need to find my family and love them and hug them. Because I realized I got so caught up in a whole lot of things, I'd forgotten what life was really all about. I went through the season where I kind of went through this dry valley, this dry bones experience. But in the middle of that, God began to birth something new, bring me out into a different place where I am today. Just, I left a lot of that stuff behind after that and began to move in a different sphere and a different season that God wanted me to move into. Some of you are in a place of dryness right now. And some of us are walking amongst the dry bones. 
Some of us, some of us don't feel like I'm not in dry bones, but I see it. I see it around the schoolyard. I see it around my extended family. I see it. I see people in dry bones. God wants us to sort of feel that a little bit, sense that, get some empathy for that. And then God wanted Ezekiel to begin to speak into that atmosphere. He wanted him to declare the word of the Lord. (laughs) Before he he speaks the word of the Lord, he, he asks him this question. Son of man, can these bones live? Renew church, can Whangarei be on fire for God? Can this nation be a nation that praises God and worships Jesus? And Ezekiel gives this great answer. Oh, sovereign Lord, you alone know. It's a great answer, <laughs> Right? It's a great answer. If, if Jesus asks you a really tricky question one day, it's the great answer. Lord, you alone know. <laughs> I mean, Elijah and Elisha sort of, or was it Elisha raised the widow's dead son? He'd been dead like, uh, I don't know, a few days uh, or no, a few hours. So, so that, you know, could this body live? Yes. But we're talking about bones here. We're talking about bones. There's no flesh. It's just dry bones. This is a pretty bad situation right here. You know, there's, there's not only a desperation and a hopelessness about this, there's a shame about this. You know, when somebody died as a warrior in the battlefield, the family or the friends would come and they would bury the body, right? These bodies didn't even get buried. They were just left there for the wild animals to destroy and scatter the bones everywhere. So there, there, there is not only a, a, a hopelessness, but there's dishonor and there's shame and there's a sense of complete and utter destruction of who we were as a people. We've been utterly destroyed. And God says to Ezekiel, do you think this can turn around? And if it was me, I would be like, no, this is gone. This is hopeless. But Ezekiel knows enough to not presume upon the Lord, but to actually say, oh, Lord, you know. I have absolutely no hope in these bones, but I have full and complete and total hope in the Lord. I think that's key for us at this time, is to not look at our our current state as a nation, to not look at our current state as a community and think, you know, somehow I believe that we could do this, we could make this happen, but it's to actually say, no, well, I, you know, hey, but the Lord can make it happen. God can do something in a day. God can turn a situation around. Amen. We know that. So our hope is in the Lord and we say, God, we're looking to you. We are hoping in you. Son of man, can these bows live? Sovereign Lord, you alone know. And so God says to him, prophesy to the dry bones. Dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Now I got to say, this is kind of crazy. I don't know, uh, you know, Pastor Simon, if God's ever told you to go to a cemetery and preach to a bunch of dry bones on the, on the floor there. But I, I think if I was Ezekiel and, you know, um, I was told to go preach to some dry bones, on the desert floor there, I'd be hoping, God, can you keep other people away, please? Uh, you know, not only did you want me to walk around, look like a nut job in amongst these bones, but now you want me to preach to these bones. All right, dry bones, let's turn to Matthew chapter 5 today. Preaching a sermon to a bunch of dry bones on the floor. 
That's kind of crazy in anybody's book. Come on this morning. Let's just get real here. That's crazy stuff. But God is asking his prophet to step out on the water, to do something that is illogical, but it's just an incredible moment of faith. Just trust me, just prophesy to the dry bones. And sometimes God's going to put you and I in a situation where we go like, this just seems impossible, but I'm going to hear what the Lord says and I'm going to declare what God has told me in my heart, what He's stirring in my spirit to speak to these dry bones here. You might find yourself looking at a group of people. You might find yourself in a community context where you think, this is just a hopeless situation, but I'm going to prophesy. I'm going to declare. I'm going to preach. I'm going to testify. I'm going to evangelize. I'm going to declare the word of the Lord to these dry bones. And I believe God can do something in this space. So Ezekiel begins to prophesy. I I don't know this morning if you you were here and you're feeling like, You're a bit of a dry bone on the inside. You've been through a season where you're feeling like, I feel like dry bones in this place here. Let's not let anybody else around here know, but you know, I'm just, I'm the guy here. Well, I want to prophesy to you this morning. Is that all right? Can I declare to you that your hope is in the Lord? Can I declare over you that God, the story's not finished, that it's not done, that God has another chapter, another season? I want to tell you this morning that it doesn't matter if you're rotten in the belly of a whale, if you're locked in a prison, if you're about to walk into a fiery furnace, or if you've been in the grave for four days, Jesus comes and gives the word and everything can turn around. Everything can change. Come on this morning. Come on. Don't lose your hope in the Lord. No weapon formed against you can prosper. And every tongue that rises against you in judgment, he will condemn. This is your inheritance as a servant of the Lord. Put your hope in the Lord. Put your trust in God. Come on, the devil hasn't outthought. He hasn't outmaneuvered. He hasn't outworked God. God has still got a plan. God has still got a way. He can make a way where it just seems impossible. Amen? That's our God. That's the way he rolls. That's the way he walks. You know, I mean, you just look at Bethlehem, it just looked bleak, it looked dark, it looked despair. But he has a little baby born in a manger. Who would have thought of that as a plan to turn the whole world upside down? So don't look at your situation and think, dry bones, no, the word of the Lord this morning. Hear it, receive it. Amen. God, you're doing something in my life. I can't see it yet. But God, I know as I walk with you and as I just spend time with you and I'm led by your spirit, you're bringing me out the other side. Amen? Your hope is in the Lord. And then this thing happens. And this really struck me when I read this passage. The sound of dry bones rattling. Crazy thing. I need us to, I need us to get a little involved here this morning. I need to hear. I use your feet, use your hands, use something. I want to just hear some dry bones rattling. Come on, and just close your eyes. Let the dry bones rattle. Just imagine you're on the desert, preaching here. And all of a sudden, there's a whole lot of dry bones start rattling. Come on, can you see them? All these dry bones rattling all over the place. Okay, hold hold, hold on. Right there, my eyes are going to be like, whoa. Can, Can you hear me right now? 
If I was Ezekiel, I'd be thinking, what the? This is actually happening here. I mean, I, I would love it if when you started praying, God just took us from like, bam, to the end. You know, I mean, I've seen those moments where just, it happens like that. But here I see something else. I see that God begins a process. He begins to do something. The dry bones, then the muscle, then the sinew, then the flesh. And then it, it, there's a process that God takes us through. But here's what I felt the Holy Spirit saying he's doing in this nation right now. He said to me, right now we're in a season where the bones are beginning to rattle. The bones are rattling. And it's real easy to read that verse and to go, uh, the bones rattled and then the sinews and the flesh. And if you just, 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 just pause here, the bones rattled. Never despise the small beginning, the small sign. Hey, that guy that just came into church. Hey, God did something in those young people. Hey, God did something. Something's changed in the, the way my uncle's speaking. Never despise the little things, the small things. God showed me a sign here. I just, I'm reading a verse and I feel like, oh, I feel like God's speaking to me. It's something new's happening. It's, the, it's, the, it's the, just the sound of some bones rattling away there. And Ezekiel, I think when he saw those bones rattling, I know if I saw those bones starting to rattle, I'd be like, something's happening. We haven't seen the rest of it yet, but the bones are rattling right now. And if I hear in the Spirit what God is doing in this nation, what God is doing in this land right now, is that there's some bones rattling. The Holy Spirit stirring up some stuff. Bones rattling isn't pretty. It isn't nice. It kind of looks a little bit creepy. It's a little bit weird. But you know what? You just go, there's something happening here behind the scenes and God's doing something right now. And I can't quite figure out what it's going to look like. You ever had one of those moments in church? Church and something happens, you think, this is a little bit strange. Bones rattling in church this morning. But I feel like God's doing something here, and we don't quite know how it's going to all end. We just got to know that God's on the move. And you see the bones rattling? Don't just bolt out the door. Just just hang fire for a little bit, because it's going to make sense in a little moment. But just, just go, okay, Lord, okay, Lord, what's going on here? What's happening in this moment? What's going on in this space? Well, I, I just sense that I feel that at the moment in our nation, that there is a, there's a rattling of the bones happening in our land. Amen? It begins with that small thing. And then the sinews come. And then the muscle comes. The skin begins to form. Come on. Come on. One more time. We need to do some bone rattling in this place. Come on. Holy Ghost. Stir up our nation. Stir up our hearts. Give us hope. You're doing something. It's on the way, Lord. It's on the way. It's on the way. Amen. 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 Come on. You got to hear it. And the body comes together. There's a connection. You know, I said this to my church the other day. I said, an eyeball is an amazing thing. I don't know if you've ever, I, I went to get some scans done on one of my eyes earlier this year, I think it was. And, uh, they're doing this scan of my counseling session, but he had a glass eye. He's got a little heated at one point, and he pulled his eyeball out and put it on the table. And, and I was like, bro, put your eye back in there. An eyeball's an amazing thing. You're an amazing individual. But out on the table, it doesn't look that great. 
I just want to let you know, in case you were wondering. You know how an eyeball gets real value? Is when it gets connected to the body. When we come together, when the bones come together and the, the skin and the muscle and the sinew and everything comes together, when we become one, when we begin to serve, when we begin to get involved, we begin to be part of what God is doing on our own, running around as fingers and eyeballs, we're not that great. But when we come together and become a body, I don't know where this stuff is coming from, but when we come together, when we knit together, with all our different parts and shapes and everything, and we say we're flowing together as a body and as a team, that's when it's pretty cool. And that's what God is doing here. He's bringing the bones together. He's bringing the muscles, the sinews. He's bringing the skin. He's bringing everything together on these bodies. We've got to come together. There's a, there's a powerful thing that happens there. But the, these bodies are together. They're connected. And I, I encourage you, and I hope that you are involved and connected in church life here. But then there's something missing because the body's all connected. It's all together there, but it's not alive. It's lacking the breath. And he said to me, prophesy to the ruah. It's the Hebrew word for breath, ruah. We have this little guy in our church. His name is ruah. And his mom and dad called him ruah because they knew this word here, the breath of God. Prophesy to the ruah to come and fill the lungs. And there's a hyperlink here back to the Garden of Eden, where, of course, God formed the man out of the ground. And then he breathed into him substance and form, form and substance. He formed him, then he put the breath in him, the breath of God. Every other moment of our lives, you and I have to breathe, don't we? The breath of God. When a baby is born, we all get excited when it takes its first breath, right? Because if it's alive, it comes to life. The breath of God breathes creativity, breathes energy, breathes life, breathes spirit into who we are. You and I need to come together and then allow the breath of the Holy Spirit to breathe on us afresh. Our nation, our nation needs to come together and allow the breath of the Holy Spirit to breathe upon those dry bones and allow the breath of God to fill the lungs, fill the spirit, fill the heart of the people in this land so that the people can be filled with the Spirit of God and walk in the power of God. I mean, I love the fact that the cross of Jesus, at the cross, everything was one for our salvation, for our deliverance and, and our redemption and our freedom. But for 50 days, nobody got saved. I don't know if you've ever thought about that because the cross is incredibly powerful and amazing. But for 50 days, no one got saved. In fact, the church shrunk down to 120 in the upper room. And Jesus, and Jesus said, don't do anything. Until the helper comes. But on the day that the Holy Spirit arrived, on the day that the Ruah, the breath and the Spirit of God arrived, 3,000 got saved. 3,000. How much more do I, do you need the breath of God at work in our lives? I think, oh, we've got the, we've got the, uh, the power of the cross. We've got the theology and the ideas of heaven. Yeah, but we need the breath of God. 
We need the ruler of the Spirit of God to breathe in us and to fill us afresh. Otherwise, we become dry, those dry bones. But the breath of God comes. So he says to him, prophesy to the breath, and the breath of the Spirit of God comes, falls upon them. I don't know if we've got the the keyboard player or the worship team, whatever, to come up. He says this, they stood up on their feet, an exceedingly great army. It wasn't an exceedingly great bunch of cooks. As much as I like food, and we need cooks. It wasn't an exceedingly bunch of intellectuals. As much as we need to be smart about things and do life with wisdom, it wasn't a bunch of friends. It wasn't just a bunch of, you know, kind of gamers. It was an army. Why an army? Well, so that they could play cards with one another, twiddle their thumbs, sit around and have a talk about life. It was an army because there was a war to be won. There was a group of people that needed to stand for some things, needed to declare truth. Needed to, there's going to be a fight ahead. There's going to be a battle or two. And an army, an army doesn't kind of run around. I don't know if you know about this about an army, but you know, you don't run around in an army going, well, I don't want to do the sword today. I want to fire the bow and arrow today. I don't know if I want to do that. I want to join over here in this group. I want to do this and I want to do this. No, in in the army, you don't do that. No, you're over there. You do what you're told. And you learn to do your job well. When you're in the army, there's a sense of being under authority. And there's a sense of having authority because you are under authority. Because you're committed to serve. You're committed to be part of what God is doing. And when the church rises up, comes together, allows the breath of God to come upon it, then we will see an exceedingly great and mighty army arise. We'll see people, you know... The dry bones is gone. The hopelessness is gone. And God begins to breathe. God begins to move. And we begin to walk together and serve together and declare what God wants us to declare and move together in unity and in time with what the Holy Spirit is saying. Amen. Under the headship and lordship of Christ, an exceedingly great army. God is doing something new in our nation. Right now, it's the sound of those rattling bones and the breath. just beginning to blow. The breath of the Holy Spirit. The breath of the Holy Spirit. We're going to stand and worship the Lord in a moment. And it's been an absolute honor to be here and to preach with you and to share with you. But I sense in my heart, God also wants me to lay hands on some people here. I know you have elders and they'll come and pray with you as well. Some people here this morning who go, you know what? I'm in that dry bones place. And I hear the word of the Lord. I hear God stirring my heart. But I need someone just to lay hands on me and just prophesy the breath into my life. The breath of the Spirit of God into my life. Some of you have got the breath there, but you just need someone to fan that flame. It's like the flame is there and it's a small flame. But like I said at the start, I saw... Jesus fanning that flame and just growing bigger, growing bigger. And you're like, God, I want that. I want more of your presence, more of the fire of God upon my life. 
Holy Spirit, we welcome you. Come, come, come. Stir our hearts. Stir our hearts this morning. Stir our hearts. Come on, let's stand up on our feet. Holy Spirit, come, come. Have your way. Lord, to those that are watching online, Father, I declare the breath and the fire of God would fall upon them wherever they are, that they would receive that, that they would be blessed in that, Lord. But here in the room, here in the room right now, there's a a sense of the manifest presence of God here, of His glory here. Why don't we just worship the Lord? worship the Lord in a moment I'm just going to invite you to come just for now we should just worship the Lord worship the Lord, worship the Lord thanks so much for listening we hope it was an encouragement to you to contact us or to find out what's happening at our church please check out our website renewchurch.nz